Service Podcast. It is a mad monolith production. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Brothers, sisters, friends and foes out there Welcome to another episode of the Blood Brothers Podcast With your host, Didi Hussain and my co-host Aki Hussain, assalamu alaikum everyone uh, Today's a special episode I know I promised you guys that I would change my vo- vocab I've been using special, the word special for the last Empty promises I'm working on it But today is a special episode Because we have our first female guest We have a uh, Instagram social media influencer um, she's very well known in the online sphere. Her name is Inaya Rana, but she's most well known as AKA Modestry. Assalamu alaikum. Hi, assalamu alaikum. Thank Walaikum you so salam. much for having me. Thank you for making the time for the podcast. You're welcome. How was your journey down to the set? Um, it was great, actually. Yeah. Much traffic? Uh, not that much, actually. It was actually a nice drive. I'm looking forward to the drive back as well. Really? Good. Yeah. Why? Uh, nice you weather. Just, you just enjoyed the nice drive. weather, nice air, nice city. Wow. <laughs> Wow, you must be the first person that called London's air nice air. Yeah, yeah. and and, and going to look forward to the drive back. I'm um, looking forward to the move okay. to London. Wow. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, we might, we'll get to that later on in the podcast. Mm-hmm. But I believe you've got something to ask us, though. Okay. So, um, <laughs> we're going to start with some quick fire questions. Okay. Sis, let's kick it off with something nice and easy. Okay. Tea or coffee? And that's not green tea. We're talking about actual tea. Okay. Or coffee. Okay. I do like green tea, but um, tea. Tea, yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. Sweet or savoury? Sweet. Samosa or pakore? Samosa. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Even if it's got meat in the pakora? Uh-huh. You'll choose samosa all day Veg long, yeah? Chalega, yeah? Bollywood or Hollywood? Bollywood, obviously. Queen, who me Bollywood ki? Okay. okay. <laughs> Instagram or YouTube or Snap? Oh, difficult one. And you can only choose one, obviously. Snapchat. <laughs> okay. German car or Japanese? German. Okay. BMW or Merck? Mac. Mum or dad? Both. <laughs> peace or beef? It used to be beef, but peace now. <laughs> okay. Romania or Gucci? <gasps> Neither. <laughs> okay. Bangladesh or Pakistan? Bangladesh. <laughs> okay. We're good, we're good. Pleasantly surprised with some of those answers. Really? Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so look, um, before the podcast started, I asked, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you had to make some arrangements for the children and yep. for my understanding, you're a mother of five. Uh-huh. Mashallah. How do you balance life as a social media influencer and being a mother of five? Everybody in the beginning used to ask me that all the time. How do you balance? How do you balance? And obviously work has, alhamdulillah, considerably grown since like day one. Um, but I think it becomes a part of your life. It's not, it's not really a schedule that you need to follow or a timetable. You just need to have um, a balance of what's going on. It becomes a part of your life. And as long as you're able to cooperate with um, um, the other parent and make sure that, you know, like, if I'm not going to be there with the children, will you be able to handle this for me while I'm away doing this? Then it kind of works if you have a mutual understanding. But um, it's not been easy, but we get there. And the, the most beautiful thing is I think the children really appreciate what I do. Um, they love coming out with me to events. They love seeing what I do. And there were parts of me at times where I used to feel like a little bit guilty as well. Like, you know, am I spending too much time at work? Am I doing this? I'm doing that. But the beauty of my work is that I can limit myself or I can take on or take uh, take on as much as I want, take on as less as I want. So and I love the fact that the girls also say to me that now that we've actually seen you in action and see you do what you do sometimes at events, sometimes we spend hours with you in your office filming, we understand when parents used to say, um, you know, I worked so hard to 
to to make what I have done today for you guys. I under, she, my eldest daughter she'll say to me like I understand that concept now Already? because because we've seen you do it yeah and you know that's a 13 year old coming back at me with that. That's so what I'm saying because sometimes it takes time. Appreciation right there. Yeah, to appreciate exactly. Appreciate parents. And yeah. First say that. So, obviously, but but the nature of your work isn't nine to five. Right? No, it's it's, not. It's, it's it's pretty much or can be at times around the clock, right? It can be around the clock, but the beauty again of blogging is that I can do it in in and around my hours, in my schedule. There's no real timetable as to I have to do this by this hour or whatever. I can look after the kids and then come back to my work and just finish off because it's all about social media so I can open any app and just get on with it. But there's no real rules or timetables when it comes to my work. And I and I like it that way. If I'm pressured with timetables and timing, then it's something that I'd happily decline because it would come in the way of me, parenthood, motherhood and my children. So what like key advice would you give to other Muslims or even non-Muslims? But I, I say Muslims because um, you can probably give some extra advice in that area who are parents, have these responsibilities, but also aspiring to be social media influencers, entrepreneurs. What kind of key advice would you give from your experience or th- things you've suffered? Yeah, of course, um, uh, that falls into the banner of mindful parenting. And we live in the world of social media right now. It is at its fastest pace right now. Um, there are platforms that exist for social media influencers. And then there are platforms that exist for the likes of my children. Like, um, have you heard of TikTok? Yes. yes. It's Hate it. the fastest growing app right now Hate for so children. Much. And you have to, I know there are some, so many people within my family, within the culture who'll, who'll disagree with TikTok, who'll say, who'll try and ban the children from TikTok or keep them away from social media. It's, um, it's like a really funny app. So um, it's a musical app. Have you heard of Musical.ly? Yeah. It's basically just been renamed it's to morphed, TikTok yeah, yeah. now. And it's it's for children that do like little funny things that become a little trend. Little sketches like a geeky and, challenge. Yeah. And things like that. But it's 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 more sort of diversified just for children and youngsters, young teenagers and they seem to be enjoying it and hooked on it. So I like to either be a part of it with the children. Um I have a rule in the house that once it's nine PM, ten PM Phones need to be off, need to be put away on a mantelpiece, and we need to have some time together. But even throughout the day, um, we have a timetable throughout the house where we do homework, we'll have some TV time, and um, we just kind of find a balance. But I'm very open for the children to be on social media, on on their little platforms, as long as... um, do you oversee open. it? Do you oversee what they're doing? Of course, yeah. And I have that open relationship with How my children. How old is the eldest? She's 13. 13, mashallah. Yeah. And the youngest is? Uh, she is four. Four. So fourth. And you've got five daughters? Uh, no, I've got, no, 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 I've got three, three daughters, girls, two, boys. two boys. Sorry, I, d- yeah. I, d- I didn't finish the, the, 30, <laughs> the 30 facts about me videos. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, you've did. been watching that. Yeah. <laughs> he did. Oh, that I, was I deep. <laughs> so, so does it not concern you, you know, because social media can yeah. be a force for good. Yeah. It can also be a source of much bad, right? So, do you restrict and do you oversee what they're doing on social media? Because of all of the mistakes that I've made on social media, I know about what consequences can follow. That is the only reason I what always. What are those mistakes? Oh, um, tell me some mistakes. Ranting, um, speaking out my thoughts aloud, um, using foul language. Okay. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, you you get major major backlash, especially when. Um, you're looked up to so much and loved so dearly by so many. Um, it can have a very adverse uh, backlash, okay. which I have received. So with the children, I'm like, I'm open to whatever you're doing as long as you remain within the 
boundaries of our modesty, which our religion and culture ask of us. And as long as you're open about what you're sharing, you mm. can run it past me. I've never ever said that you need to run it past me before you post. I just said, I'm giving you my trust. I'm handing it to you on a plate in your hand. Mm. Look after it. But um, I love the fact that they come back to me and say, Mommy, is this okay to post? Like, do you like that? And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, you post oh that. My. I think that's going to trend. Have you ever said you no know? to any of the stuff that they post? I've never, not until now, because they've never uh, recorded anything which is uh, which I feel is out of the boundaries, which is just like the showing of the skin, wearing certain outfits, which I wouldn't approve of to be going viral online. But other than that, it's it's their world. It's their life. It's their time to have fun. And why should we come in the way? If TikTok exists in their life, then we have to be a part of it and have fun together in a in a mutual way. With some parameters. With some parameters. Oh, like I said, there are some boundaries that have been set, but um, Alhamdulillah, they haven't crossed the line. So I'm I'm happy with that. Alhamdulillah, yeah, it works for me. Look, you know, you're you're in a particular industry which um, is becoming becoming more and more mainstream. It's definitely become more and more commercialized. Um, and with sisters that are generally involved in fashion, lifestyle, blogging, etc. We've got some prominent examples of those who began relatively modest, uh, conservative. And then as their audience grew, we're not going to mention our names, but, 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 but as their audience grew and their following became quite significant, they started you know, letting go of certain principles and certain values. And do you ever fear for yourself that that, may happen to you or, or why do you think that even happens or have you ever had those dilemmas okay. during your journey okay when let, let's talk about journey there's a saying each to their own everyone has their own little journey we don't really know the reasons behind why people make such uh, different changes which either appeal to the audience or not um with regards to me there have been situations it's like a catch-22 when you're a hijabi blogger mm. i have found that you're uh, not necessarily conflicted, but I feel like um, you're limited as to what kind of content you can push out there and what you can do on social media. Just because, um, not that our religion stops us from doing anything um, or like being a part of the industry. I just feel like um, we're very, very limited as in um, we have to respect the, the boundaries of modesty, the boundaries of, um, you know, covering up, etc. Fear of judgment. So, the fear of judgment as well, yeah. But um, I don't necessarily feel that it's affected my work in any way. And I don't fear for myself because um, I don't think I'd ever compromise my relationship with my Lord in order for a little bit of, um, I don't know, a few more extra likes on social media. Uh, I, maybe my vision is different. Maybe my thoughts are different. But I guess that's why I don't fit in with the crowd. <laughs> So, so, you, so you don't think you fit into that kind of mainstream <coughs> social media influencing? I, no, I, I don't have a circle. I don't have a circle of influencers. I have a very few circle of influencers. Mm. And um, again, uh, we very rarely, barely talk. Um, I feel like I'm my own circle. I'm my own person and I do things very differently. Um, and I feel like I don't fit in. I don't want to fit in. I'm, I'm happy being modestry, how I am. Okay, brilliant. You know? so w would you say then, you don't think you fit into any of the existing circles, some of the ones that we described earlier, yeah? Would you say that you, do you have a wider goal with, or, or in your journey of what you're trying mm -hmm. to achieve? Yeah, it's with your not presence? just, yeah, of course, it's not just about beauty and fashion. It's, it started with hijab tutorials, mm. went on to beauty and makeup. I love doing it with a passion. I don't know whether you guys, do you guys follow me on Instagram? 
Have you hit the follow button yet? Yes. <laughs> okay. So you've seen my little one minute well, videos. Snap, yeah, yeah. Have you seen my one minute videos, the makeup videos that I make? Like, well, I don't uh, really watch know, makeup <laughs> videos. <laughs> I, I don't really watch makeup videos. Do you not watch any of the videos on my page? On, on YouTube, I have. On, not on my Instagram yeah, page? No. Oh, I mean, you guys no, are... Not religiously. What am I even doing here on this no, podcast? No, 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 I'm on, going. Come I'm out. No, just, okay. just to clarify, obviously yeah. there was a need for us to watch it. We'd watch it but we know who most is modesty. That's what you're here. Yeah, yeah but you were ha- bringing me on to the podcast. You should have done your research because... Yeah, you know, Dilly Shannon, oh. you had five girls. Uh, five girls, yeah. That's oh, wild. Yeah. Wonderful research. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got it all wrong. Sorry. Okay, so with my Instagram videos, I do it with a passion. I feel like it connects with the audience. Um, I love doing it. I love filming them. I have so much fun editing them. And the wider goal is to, obviously, it's not to lure in the audience, but to keep them hooked on what's trending, what's not. And obviously, the outer beauty never lasts. At some point, my time will be up. And by then, I hope to have secured such a huge platform that then I can change it into doing better for other growing influencers. I want to grow a platform. That's that's what my aim is. It's a four-year goal at the moment. And I want to build a platform for growing influencers. But I also want to be a part of a major charity as well. I know so many people um, are already part of charity work etc so am I like I, I love connecting with my audience in that way um, any particular charity you want to give a shout out to um, not really because I love working with all sorts of charities there's Smart. not just one particular charity in particular but um, the types of charity that I love working with is um, water and orphans like when somebody mentions that I go need, I go weak at the knees and I'm like I need to do something I need to be a part of water it water and orphans yeah mm. interesting yeah. but look move the kind of I'm going to bring it back to you again. Yeah. Do you feel that the industry is shifting towards immodesty? The entire Muslim women's lifestyle, fashion, blogging, influence, that, that, that entire industry, do you, it's been commercialized to such an extent, I believe, mm-hmm. that it is actually what began as perhaps a sincere effort at advising sisters to dress modestly and etc, etc. I feel that it's being slowly shifting towards a level of immodesty. Do you do you feel a sense of that? Okay, if we put hijab and modesty to the side and Muslims to the side, the trend itself has become so immodest. Mm. Just the Western trend right now. We live in the Western world. I feel like because there's so much pressure, and I don't know why that pressure exists right now, but there is so much social pressure to fit in with the trend and make sure that you look, look the part. To assimilate. Yeah, and I feel like... Um, most of the youngsters out there um, have become a part of that trend where they're wearing the crop trousers. I see it all the time. Mm. And I'm always saying on my Snapchat and I, I really don't care about the backlash because backlash comes with the territory. I've said so many things in the past from day one to now and I've received so much backlash that it's kind of benign to me now. I just kind of speak my mind. You, and you either like something. me or you don't. Yeah. They say modesty is a bit like Marmite. You know, you, you either like it or you don't. So... Um, for me, I feel like right now, I don't know whether you've seen the, the, the hijab trend, which is half hijab and yeah, half yeah. the hair coming the hair out. And showing, yeah. Sorry, but that's not hijab. No. I don't, I feel like I don't, that's why I was saying earlier that I feel like I don't fit in because it's not me. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even tell my children to wear hijab in that manner. I would rather tell my children, take it off. You know, when you're ready, come back to the the cloth properly and wear it properly. If you If you don't feel like you're a part of it right now, take it off. You know, it doesn't make you any less a Muslim. There are Muslims who don't wear hijab, but they're still okay. They're still practicing. They're doing fine. But I guess with the trend right now, has it become immodest? 
the 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 western world i feel like is com- i mean the less clothes that you have the more skin that you show it's it, it looks yeah. on trend it looks on bang and i feel like the girls are trying to somewhat fit in right now but with some level of imitation yeah and and i don't agree with that and that's why you don't you see me in that trend and sometimes you, i'm not up to sketch with mm. the trend and it really doesn't bother me would have it, would it, so, go on mate yeah. no, go on okay no, no, so basically so yeah. do you not do, do you not then think that you are to some degree a trend setter in that regard um, or are you trying to at yeah, least establish? I call myself to... a trendsetter. Um, yeah? I okay. wear clothes within the boundaries of whatever I think goes, works. Sometimes it flops, sometimes mm. it works. Mm. But um, I'd like to think that it works. And, uh, you know, I'm not perfect. So going back to, you know, conflicts. Yeah. Well, so you just mentioned... I was going to ask something after you. I, oh, I sorry, allowed you to ask the question. Go on then. Cracked on. Go on then. <laughs> what I wanted to ask was, can you give an example in your journey, at whatever point it was, where you've actually had to deal with some type of conflict internally or in a conversation with someone, advisors, people in your team, where you've had this this challenge, <coughs> this, this this friction and battle between principally, religiously, what your red lines and boundaries are, and also what people are advising you are going to get you attention. Or followers or yeah, you increased see, revenue. Like, like, like do this, bend, bend the rules a little bit, and it's going to be a big hit. Or you're like, no, I'm going to stick to my guns. It's not actually allowed. Have you ever had a situation like that? Mm, I don't think I have. No? I don't think anyone's got the guts to ask me to bend the rules a bit because I think everybody knows my online presence and what it's like. I don't think anybody's asked me to bend mm. the rules. Mm. And have I wouldn't had, even... Have you had your own dilemmas where you've thought about doing something that you normally wouldn't do? Look, honestly, have you mm. but, but you've been in a situation where like, do you know what? Have you ever been tempted yeah. to go against your principles? It's, it, it's fine. Course, it's, it, the, oh it's, my it's, God, it's, of course. There, there are times where I was tempted to even take the hijab off. Oh, I'll tell you why. Because I felt like I wasn't growing. I think it might have been about you know, two years ago. Felt, I felt like, you, you felt, what's wrong? Why am I getting enough followers? Why am I not making it, making it? Mm. What's wrong? Oh, I bet it's the hijab. If I had the hijab off and I was showing my hair mm. and doing a couple of, you know, tussled mm. curls and stuff, maybe I'd grow a following too. And I, there there were times where I thought, shall I take it off? And I've, I've had to battle that Seriously? internally. Like you say, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. And I think every growing hijabi influencer may has come those a, moments. Has those moments, yeah, because I, I certainly have. How'd you overcome it? Because that's, that's quite major. Because your reason for wanting to wear hijab has to be concrete. It has to be for him. Yeah. And when I did wear hijab, it did become concrete. It was for him. And then came social media. Mm-hmm. And then came the should I, shouldn't I. And then I went back to why did you wear hijab? It was because your reason was concrete. It was because it was for Allah. And then so what weighs more on the scales? Heavier, obviously Allah. So mm-hmm. then I left it on. And that was Alhamdulillah. it. And then I could be firm upon it. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean. and um, so the hijab, right? Mm. You said that you've, you've remained firm upon that. Have you ever had to advise? You say it like the hijab gives you pain. No, 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 no. <laughs> cause, you, know, you have to understand, sister. You know, I have to. Being the first female guest, we have to navigate how okay. we present some questions. Okay. I tell you what it is because we. You know, I'm one of the lads, right? So uh, you can just like ask all the questions. Yeah, with all the gender binary, I think you know we need to make <laughs> gender very clear. Okay. Oh yes. Yeah, that's you know, mm-hmm. the madness that's happening with RSC. But yeah. anyway, so the reason why that is because we live in a climate right now because sometimes engaging with Muslim women mm. has become very it's become like a minefield because there's a growing culture in certain circles where certain sisters simply do not want to take any nasiha from 
brothers. But at the same time, there's been some fault with brothers or Muslim men who, in the way in which they advise women. So it's a, it's, it's a twofold issue. So when you see me doing this, sometimes just thinking, how am I going to present a particular question without coming across uh, judgmental? I'm sure there'll be people watching this thing, oh, the, the brothers are judging and brothers are like, that's Come tell me, look, we've got three sisters. Mm -hmm. They played a key role in our upbringing. Wow. Three very alpha Mashallah. female sisters. They played yeah. a key role. Some of the most important life decisions. Us, I'm, the young, us. I'm the youngest of I'm six. The second youngest. So we've had strong women who raised us. Yeah. Um, and so when we ask questions and we engage with Muslim women on Muslim women issues, which is sometimes you have to be a bit mindful. That's how you see oh, How it be received. Yeah, mm -hmm. The hijab doesn't give me a headache. Okay. So it's okay. Right. We're used to it quite a lot. Yeah. Okay. But look, on the issue of the hijab, right? Mm. You know, you see that Nike is now producing uh, mm -hmm. sports gear. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, you like that, mm -hmm. yeah? Yeah. Do, do you think that's a positive direction? Yeah, of course, because um, it, it's a great sign that um, mainstream mm. uh, clothing lines are becoming. Um, hijabi aware i guess we have been for a very long time mm. it always blows me away when um when i meet people for the first time especially from pr teams and they'll say oh you hijabi you little hijabi bloggers you're you're a growing force right now and i'm like excuse me no we're not a growing force we're we're an established force and we have been for a very long time for us it's always been that way but i guess for for um audiences media people who you know spectators who look on at us they draw comparisons from different spans of time so it's very different for them but for us it's always been this way head covering that's it you know boom put a cloth on gone wicked mm -hmm. yeah. look w with the kind of following that you have and i guess in any respective fields that people are in whether it's blogging journalism activism public speaking whatever it is if you have a public profile mm -hmm. <clears throat> what comes with a significant following and widespread support is also hate and trolling uh-huh and you've had your fair share of beefs. Mm -hmm. um, two prominent ones was with Sister Romaina Begum. Yeah. And a, a gentleman called Gucci Khan. Mm -hmm. um, so reflecting upon those two beefs, right? Was yeah. it worth it? Was it worth engaging in those beefs? Uh, was it worth engaging? Look, I'm very proud of myself that I stood my ground, that I spoke up for what was right. Um, when I found out, when bits of evidence came to light, I was like, no, I'm not having it, you know? And I was very scared. I'm gonna be honest, right? This is the first time that I'm talking about like my inner fears about that situation. I was so nervous about um, speaking about Romina because she had a big following then. Mm. And I was very nervous that she could have finished me in minutes with her following, whatever. But I thought, no, you know, it needs to come out and this is what's happened. And, you know, I, I found out that I was kicked off a project and she was behind it. Um, so I made it, I was very vocal about it. Was that way for Biha? Yeah, for Biha Fashion. We know for because they're in Luton. We buy lots of our, 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 oh. our women folk, buy a lot of garments from there. Oh, right. Yeah, I yeah. still have a great relationship with them. So I've maintained it, you know. Um, if they were at fault, um, I would have severed those ties because I'm not one to keep ties with anybody who has faulted me or wronged me. I'm, I'm just not that type of person. And I guess and anybody would. You wouldn't want to keep ties with somebody who's tried to wrong you in any way. Mm. So, um, yeah, I, I was very nervous, but um, I didn't receive backlash. I guess I received support because then a lot of companies started speaking and voicing out, etc. 
Then it got a bit too much because she was receiving death threats and I thought, no, well, that's not wrong. Yeah. And that's when I realized, I, I'll quick, be honest, it? I realized the power of social media then. I thought, no, I need to do something and say where I'm sorry or whatever. Then I went through my own little phase of depression because I had a lot going on in my private life and um, I reached out to her. I apologized, you know, um, I you spoke to my elders and... Did she reciprocate? Did she reciprocate? Um, she did kind of, and then there was not that much reciprocation online, etc. And I thought, you know what, I've done what I needed to. Um, in terms of like the culture, etc. I'm an elder sister to her. Mm. I shouldn't have done what I did. Maybe I could have done it behind, you know, closed doors rather than voicing out on social media. So in hindsight, do you regret it? having uh, it out in yeah, public? Yeah, of course. Yeah, having a following like uh, I do, mm. however small or big it is. Um, I have to remember that there are little children watching me as well. Mm. I have to bear that in mind from now on. And, um, you know, I'm trying to set a good example. I'm a mother of five myself and I need to be very careful. I need to think things through. And I don't think things through. That's the problem with Modest Street. She doesn't mm. think things through. She's just kind of very yappy yappy. And I kind of just like push it out there. But sometimes, you know what? Sometimes people need a backhander like mm. that on social media just to like, Dilly likes a, you know, a, a good backhand on social media, to be honest. He's had yeah. his fair share of things that he regrets. Isn't yeah, that, yeah. Isn't that right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's certain statements I've made and certain things I've said yeah. at the heat of we the moment. We all do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, wild so, things. Yeah. Outrageous things you've said. Yeah. Unlike Sister Inaiz, her beef is obviously restricted to a particular industry. Mine has implications of governments. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah it's a bit, it's a bit <laughs> on top. So you regret, the, so, so, you, so you don't regret standing up for yourself, but you regret in the money in which it was done. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that. Does yeah. it does the same count for Mr. Gucci Khan? Mr. Gucci Khan, okay. Because he saw a video of yours. Yeah. Which you made. And the, the divorce party? The, yeah, the divorce one? party. Yeah. yeah. And he found that quite absurd. Yeah. And in his very extraordinary way, in, in his particular style, he yeah. done a response video. Yeah. Calling a bit of a nut uh -huh. job. Yeah. For doing a divorce party video. Um, I'll be honest, I didn't even know who he was until then. And people started tagging me and they were like, look what he said. And I'm like, oh, okay, mm -hmm, really? And it really, um, again, I was going through a form of depression. I was going through a real mental breakdown. I didn't need it then. Because it was all happening at a particular time yeah, in your I life. Felt like in the, thick the of chaos it, right? was coming one after another. First, there was like the Remina issue. Then there was the Gucci issue. Then there was my own private life mm. going all up in the air. And I felt like I couldn't cope. And... I, honestly, I didn't need it from Gucci. I, it really broke me. People don't see that online. You have to keep, when you're a public figure, sometimes you have to keep like a this strong pretense, face. strong face up and mm. you have to be online every single day. It's 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 not asked of you, but it's some it's something that you do generally. I don't want to hide from the public, but it it, it really broke me. I'm not going to lie. Um, but that ended cordially, right? It did because I don't know whether you saw I his thought, apology uh, video yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he actually nice, yeah. reached out to me as well. Yeah. You know, when he apologized, I know I reached out to him and I said, thank you. I said, um, I now see you in a new light mm -hmm. because it takes a lot of courage for somebody to come back on to a video form That's right. or a social media platform and apologize. And he did that, whether it was for the clout, whatnot, I don't live for clout, but whether it was for that, he apologized. I reciprocated, I appreciated, and I said, I see you in a new light. And then um, we kind of communicated. There were 
lots of people from the ex-in-laws who were reaching out to him and just making things worse. Yeah. And he mentioned a few names and I was like, wow, you know. We're trying, we're trying to egg him on. Yeah, egg him on. Um, <laughs> but then it just came to a close. And I guess I guess that's Gucci Khan for you. I guess that's something that he does. He kind of like picks out what he doesn't like and he voices out about mm. it. So um, with uh, going back to the divorce party, I guess so many people didn't like it and it just happened to catch attention of Gucci Khan mm. and you know I got the hit but it is what it is I feel like if he used his platform for the better mm. I feel like he would gain it's not even for gaining love I, I feel like he would gain a lot more support because he's got and a respect. powerful platform he's very well spoken and respect um, and I feel like he could do so much more good with his platform when you have a powerful platform like that I always say use it use it to do good rather than bad but yeah, mm. but so moving forward, yeah. if there was ever a situation where you know there's some beef or some heat with an influential blogger yeah. in the same industry, <laughs> how would you react and respond differently? Uh, I think I would. I think I'd try and deal with it behind closed doors, but mm, something about me that I just you know I I'm made from to a, keep it zipped. Yeah, basically I. I I'm made from a different piece of cloth and they don't make that fabric anymore. Really? You know? Yeah. Okay. So like, yeah, I would probably try and deal, it, deal with it behind closed doors. But if it needed to be aired, I, I probably would. It okay. is the person. You can't change the person you are. Did you used to get into a lot of scraps when you were at school? A few. Yeah? yeah. Okay. You're, you're from Birmingham, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's known for scraps and mm -hmm. beefs, yeah. Not all the beef is halal either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but look, bringing the podcast to a kind of a close, we kind of mm -hmm. saved this topic. Usually, you know, people tend to open podcasts for this topic. We specifically left it till the end. And that is your journey to Islam, right? Mm. You've been Muslim for how long now? Um, 14 years. How old were you when you became Muslim? I'm not uh, trying to work out your age. Yeah, no, no, that's fine. Um, I was 19. 19? 19. 19, yeah. Tell us about your journey. Why do I, how come you became Muslim? You had lots of Muslim friends? Or? I was in college. Yeah. Um, I have a revert story up on YouTube. You know that, right? And you haven't watched it, right? No, that's you, no, you can yeah, just no, tell from the, the, the listen. I've been in what? the industry for so you know long. What, you know what, I was gonna. I, I just thought I let him crack on. Yeah. Because I know you reverted before you, you were look, married. Yeah. And I knew it was in college. Uh -huh. I just thought I let you crack on. Yeah. To see like where <laughs> it goes. If you're gonna wind up saying you've got six girls or something like that. <laughs> look, both, yeah. uh, okay, look, listen, <laughs> let's not make this about my poor research skills as a journalist, right? It's just more to do if I'd rather hear it properly from uh, okay, okay. the first time. So like, blank canvas, yeah? A okay. blank canvas. Blank canvas, blank okay. Canvas. <laughs> when it used to come to Ramadan in college, um, it used to blow me away how people would just not eat, go the entire day. I used to sit next to them with my Kit Kats and, um, you know, my juices. And I used to be like, go on, have one, have one, have one. And they used to be like, nah, man, can't, can't, can't. And I used to be like, what is it? What is this relationship between them and their Lord and they just, you know, um, they just go through the day in the heat and what is it? And I started reading up about it and I just found like, this is the answer that I've always been looking for because even growing up Hindu, you know, like we have like so many gods. Um, I've always believed growing up, I'd, I had always believed that they've got to come from one source, from one light, from one eternal being. And then when I found that this, you know, Allah is one source, one being, the angels, the books. I was like, this is it. This is what I've been looking for my entire life. And that was it. So as soon as you understood like the fundamentals of Islam, yeah, like you just described it, yeah? Yeah. It settled immediately. Yeah. You were like, this makes sense. This is it. This is it. This yeah. is the, oh, wow. And was there any fallout from your family? Um, 
there wasn't much fallout I'll be Poor honest community or- um, I was actually quite scared that my parents wouldn't accept and I hid it from them for a very long time I don't think I mentioned this in the video no I need to do a part two but um, you, you can start the part two yeah, now, yeah. Um, yeah and very quickly I used to um, I felt like a newborn baby then I felt like I'd just done a hudge ah. I was like a newborn baby well, you I was a like, newborn baby after, after accepting after, yeah. you are a newborn and I felt like what am I going to do what's going to happen to me who's going to marry me how am I going to find someone Muslim oh my god and I felt like I needed to get married I felt like uh, uh, you know um I'm not going to make it alone. You needed that stability, is that what you think? Yeah, and support. Yeah, and I felt like it, it would be easier um not telling my parents right now because they won't understand. But um what I haven't mentioned in my video was that my brother was uh, also reverted to Islam a year before me. Alhamdulillah. Um, go to the same college? Um no, he, did he go to the same college? No, he didn't. No, he went to a different college. Yeah. So um he was re- yeah, reverted to Islam a year before me. Um but he didn't know that I reverted to Islam. So it was very like... Um, so you guys both accepted Islam, but you didn't know each other had become Muslim? No, but you knew your brother I knew, had. I knew he oh, was Muslim, he didn't, he didn't know I was. So was it was, I still fa- felt like I couldn't connect with him as well. And I just felt like so alone in this like little bubble. And I was very careful of what circle of sisters I was joining as well, yeah. because I learned that there were like different... Um, groups and Groups six. and things, and I just didn't want to fall into the wrong category. Of course. So... Um, Fast forwarding, I think like two, three months later, I met my husband to be, and it was just like Chattamangani Patabia, and we just yeah, kind of got bank. married. Yeah. Uh, can, can you tell me about the time you, when you broke it to your parents? Um, oh, God. It was actually when we eloped. Would you call it eloped? That's the polite way of saying we ran eloped. away and we yeah, got yeah, married. Yeah, 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 so, um, and I kind <laughs> of broke everything. Meaning, Mom, I'm thrown away. I'm Muslim. <laughs> and she was like, ah, oh, ah, oh, jatka, jatka, oh, okay, jatka. Okay, like, so, you know, I've, I've hurt them in that respect. But um, it all worked out in the end. Um, Are things cool now? Everything is, alhamdulillah, so alhamdulillah cool. Mom good. lets me pray in her house. She has a, a spare masala. Brilliant. She has a spare room for me, my tasbis. She'll mm. even go out of her way to buy things. The last time we went to do Umrah, she did my entire shop for me. I literally came home and everything was ready for me. And what more could you ask for? That's, that's, you know? that's really has, anyone, has anyone else in your family or extended family accepted Islam that you're aware of besides your brother? Um, no, it's just uh, me and my brother but things are so. jiggy now everything's fine alhamdulillah yeah wicked so when you said that you when you first became muslim you, you kind of run away eloped and yeah. got married and mm. how long did that marriage last um oh it lasted it lasted 13 13 years 13 years yeah, 13 years with its ups and downs oh my god it wasn't a perfect marriage so please you know th- there is no such thing as perfect you know it was it did come with its ups and downs yeah so from the eloping to yeah. the up and down marriage like yeah. most marriages yeah. are to the divorce party how has that shaped you as a person um don't forget it was an interracial marriage so i'm gujarati indian and um he was bengali is that why you chose bangladesh or pakistan yeah Okay. I still I still feel I feel like I'm a Bengali because 13 years of living with the culture yeah. um owning the culture taking it in and trying to learn everything about it you feel like you become one and I feel like I am a part of the community and I also feel like the Bengali community made me as well like the majority of my following are Bengalis um and props to you guys you yeah. know hey, hey. so um, I feel like um I've had so much support from them and I feel like I'm always ready to give back I've been to Bangladesh like four times so it has a very close I have a very close connect with Bangladesh shaping me as a person um, your silhouette is very impressive thank you very impressive yeah puts into question it's nice to hear um, positive comments about like you know what I've taken on and all of that because you never I never heard that for 13 mm. 
Yes. Yeah. So, so you know, people, people uh, try to say that. I wasn't feel like there, there wasn't enough appreciation uh, as as much as I get to hear now um, with taking on the culture, the food, the cooking, the cleaning. What forget the cleaning, but you know the cooking. The, oh my God! In our culture, you know, mm. you know, yeah. like mm. there's several hundred types of dishes that you need to learn. Different types names. of veggies go with certain yeah. types of fish That's right, yeah. and fish curry. Yeah. So, so, um, so you know, did you ever have shudki mas? I love shudki. You love it. I actually learned how to cook it the other day. I was dying for somebody to teach me. So um, yeah, and you cook with the smell and everything. I love it. You love yeah. it. Okay. I've always taught so my good. children as well. Don't knock it until you've tried it. They can't bear the smell, but they love the taste. Mm. So that's good for me. I was like, mm. you're allowed to hate something after you've tried it. Okay. Once you've tried it, you like it. You like it. You don't like so, it. That's fine. So Elisha Mas, Fabia Mas, Rom Mas, Dal Mas, Angash, Ola, Dal Mas. Yeah. You know all of that. Everything. I love it. Yeah, I love it. And, and have you mastered? I learned how to make hidul masal shudki shida the other day. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. That's mad. Bang bang. That's, that's that pretty crazy. toxic. Yeah. So good, the good stuff. That's the good the stuff. The good stuff. Yeah. That's the, the good stuff. stuff. That is, that's the chronic <laughs> so, stuff. That is. So you. <laughs> Sorry, he's a bit blown away, guys. I'm gonna just take uh, over it, this podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, I just, I just, just, some of those fish curries are mad. I heard those names. I can smell them. Can yeah. you? I mean, I'm sure you guys eat hudki, right? I think I think I may have been duped into trying it when I was a kid once. Yeah. I, I'll tell you um, what, what happened with, in our case. Mum used to feed us shudki and alu and this leaf. We used to have elisha mass eggs. And what happened with me was when I started clocking the bones getting stuck in throat sometimes, and also the smell, I totally got a fish. So now I no longer eat fish. My mother no guns me for it. He is missing yeah, out, guys. I must be anchai, mu. Must be anchai. Okay. I love must be anchai. With bang. With what? Fangwa? Yeah. Takuntana. Yeah, yeah, but... It's just... But they must have bangani in it, guys. Come on. Do you know what it is? Do you know from a young age we allowed it? Okay. Well, we did. We did used to eat it. Mum used to feed us a lot. Yeah. But we, we, we do... Us Lack of a battered cod, though. Yeah. Us two. <laughs> us two. <laughs> from, us, he has some kind of fish, guys, you know. <laughs> us two from six siblings, we are like the non-fish eaters. Yeah. But you still try tomato eat my English. Yeah, like... Tenga. I, I love tenga. Tenga. I love my masturbation. But other than that, if it's a long thing, I'm not there to be like picking things out i'm not here to play operation you get me wow okay so, so besides how uh fish curries contribute to the person that you are today yeah right but the journey to islam the eloping the yeah. marriage the, how's that shaped to how's that shaped in irana aka modestry today oh wow okay the journey has been crazy for those that have been following me from day one on social media the journey has been crazy it's come with its ups and downs and i felt like after i came onto social media, I had a platform to voice out of all the wrongdoings that I had been through. And then I felt like I was a representation of other women out there who have also silently suffered. And I felt like I became the voice. Um, um, I gained a lot of support by just voicing out. And, um, you know, it came with like the marriage, then like the divorce and then still continuously voicing out. And then I was separated from my children. Um, and then, alhamdulillah, you know, by the grace of Allah, he showered his mercy upon us. And, you know, we were reunited in such a better way. And sometimes everything comes with its own blessing. Um, people plan. And then Allah plans. And I feel like Allah is the best of planners. So. Everything that happens, happens for a reason. And there is always goodness in it. But we can't see the khair then, we see afterwards. And I feel like it's shaped me and molded me into a much more better person. I'm so much more appreciative of calamities. I'm so much more appreciative of charity work. I feel like um, I feel like I got out of my calamity a lot more quicker than some may have because of the continuous work that we've tried to do like for charity because honestly I, I can't express this enough I feel like 
charity does really stand in the way of calamities you know like the more you give the more um, goodness that comes into your life um, your calamities are lifted and I'm a big believer of that and it's shaped me in a very good way because um, your your difficulties make you really really strong um, you can look back and think wow was that the person I was was that what I was going through and I must am I still here am I still standing here like it makes you so much more stronger it sounds like you think you've just basically become a nicer person. Yeah, I think I have a, a yeah. little bit more softer. Yeah, still Which don't. Is okay. To, like, yeah. It doesn't mean you want. I still a nice don't person. take no BS. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like um, I've been humbled. You know. So how would you handle BS now? How would I handle BS now? Probably the same as always. But no, um, I think I deal with it a lot more differently professionally because things are happening in the pipelines with my work and everything, and I don't think I do anything to. Um, jeopardize that because I'm trying to give back to the audience that once made me um, so yeah I think I deal with it a lot more differently behind closed doors yeah. maybe and then if it doesn't work then I'd have to resort to online can I ask you, <laughs> can I ask you something this, this is your first podcast yeah. right yeah how'd you find it honestly don't, don't think about I loved it, it. Really? I want my own show yeah I think I could do really I think I could do better than you lot well, I don't think you could, but yeah. <laughs> you know what? You'd be welcome to. Okay, that's well, good. She has, yeah. to, she has to welcome us. You can't welcome to be hosted on her podcast. No, no. She just said she would like to. Ho- she could host Blood I Brothers. I could host Blood Brothers yeah, one so day. We'll, we'll be, you know, I'm a hostess, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so if you, so, if you, so let's just say if there's a massive backlash from a conservative demographic of our viewers, mm. would you be a female host to female guests? Would I be a female host to female? Yeah, of course I would. Why wouldn't I? That's on record now, by the way. Yeah. I mean, we don't have to change the name to Blood, yeah. blood Sisters. We don't have to change the name to Blood It doesn't be Blood nay, Sisters. Yeah. So blood Famdem or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, you know, it was an absolute pleasure having you on. Thank you. Really yeah. enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. And um, sorry for the poor research from my end. It's okay. It happens. You asked us, oh, do you watch my one minute in my hijab tutorials? Why would I watch it? Unless I'm having some serious but crisis. But you'd want to watch it so that you can maybe touch on it gen- no, I hear a in point. the discussion, I'm not, I'm not right? I'm not saying anything. No, I, I hear a point from some of our women folk in our family who do follow you. Okay. I'm not saying anything. That's, oh, wow. The saying. women folk in your family follow me? Some of the women folk yeah. are, okay. follow you. They like me? Yeah, sure. Okay, yeah, yeah. we're not negative. No, 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 no. <laughs> Okay, great. Oh, cool. Look, um, you know, because you're our first female guest, yeah. um, with previous guests, we've um, challenged them to an arm wrestle or a thumb, obviously, for obvious reasons that can't happen. So what I've prepared for you uh-huh. is a bit of fun. Would you like to be honest? I reckon it has like, a way bigger portion than normal. Exactly. Yeah, and where's the, the, the mishtiz on that? No, 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 it's called chaman bahar. Okay, do you like chaman bahar? Yeah, I like chaman bahar. Do you want in Zorda soon or anything? No, no, that's not. Yeah? Yeah. This is the Black Brother concoction. Yeah, so did you have Supari and Pan? Yeah, I still do. When we have get togethers and things, it's nice to eat. I'm not addicted to it. So no, sometimes, I. yeah, especially when you, you have get together after a good it. meal, no, you need to have some kwa. Coffee, he loves it. <laughs> it's just, it's, I don't know, it's become a habit, but I wouldn't say it's, it's an addiction. Yeah. Anyway, brothers and sisters, Zakhlakhair for tuning into another episode. Thank you to Sister Inaya. Thank you for having for me. Coming to our podcast. Absolute pleasure. Why are you always coming <laughs> in just as I'm closing the podcast? You can still close it. You don't want to end it, do you? No, I don't want it to end. <laughs> yeah. Ask me another question. Go on. Mm. <laughs> one, one hour is a kind of a cap. All oh, right. Okay. Okay.
Maybe we'll have we'll, a part two. There could be a part two. We'll mm-hmm. have a part two. To see how much uh, in a year or so, if you have actually stuck Why don't we cause some controversy? Bring on another male member. For how me? would your conservative people like that? What, you mean like what, three on one? Yeah. No. No? No, then, then they'll take off our limelight. It's our show. Yeah, all right, okay. We'll think of something controversial. Mm. We're good at that. Might bring Remain on. No, I'm only joking. Brothers and sisters, it's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Brothers and sisters, for uh, tuning in, our viewers, our listeners, subscribe to the Five Pillars YouTube channel. For our followers in the US and North America, subscribe to the Mad Mamluks channel. Until next time, Salam alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Salam alaikum, people. Um, guys, this is really poor. He didn't ask me. Where can we find you, Anaya, if anybody wants to follow you? Guys, you can follow me on Twitter, Modestry. You can follow You're me on huge. Instagram, Modest underscore Street. You can follow me on Snapchat, Modestry. Okay, thank you so much for listening and watching this podcast. We love you guys. Peace out. Assalamu alaikum from the Blood Brothers and Modestry. Be self. Keep it real. Until next time, assalamu alaikum. Brothers Podcast. Five Pillars of Mad Monarch Production.